0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopley. Well, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? I am still in New York City, still doing these shows from the Big Apple. And as I think I may have mentioned before, walking around the Big Apple, all I see are covid Testing sites everywhere. I mean, literally every corner. I am not exaggerating when I say every corner. I am really not exaggerating. I am telling you the truth. It's not over the top. It's every corner, and on some corners they have these. I posted a video on my on my Twitter, uh, which is Mike Unleashed or at Catropoly Mike. Um, I posted the video of one of these big blue testing sites. It says B A R or Bar Testing, probably something to do with. Uh, rapid testing. A friend of mine who's a comedian said maybe it's the new bar exam. You take it and you pass in two minutes. Um, but yeah, the COVID testing sites are all over the place, and now th- th- I won't. I won't say there are lines anymore. It's not like there are fifteen, twenty people like the lines I saw, you know, two years ago when I was in Los Angeles. But there's still people going up getting these tests, and you wonder why? Why are people getting? The COVID test now. I mean, almost every country does not require anymore. Uh, Almost every venue does not require a COVID, a negative COVID test to get in anymore. I mean, there's very few reasons. There's so few reasons for people to get COVID tests that you wonder why they would need a COVID testing site on every single corner in Manhattan on every single corner and sometimes it's so detestable because you're sitting I was sitting in a, a diner eating breakfast and you look right outside and you see them shoving Q-tips of people's snotty noses while you're eating and you're thinking this this cannot go on forever it just simply can't go on forever This is not normal. It's not getting back to normal. It's not the vaccines got us back to normal. It's not masking got us back to normal. This is all so abnormal. And it really makes a city look terrible. And it makes a city feel like a hospital ward, like you're in the emergency room every corner you turn. That's not normal. That is not going to help a city get back on its feet again. COVID testing sites on every single corner. And the only thing that I can think of is big money. And this is what I've thought of before, that hypochondria is big money. There's big money in hypochondria. There's big money in obsessive compulsive disorder. And this is what big pharma has really tapped into now. I mean, you can see these pharma CEOs, whether it's Pfizer or Johnson Johnson or Moderna or Abbott, which does much of the testing, talking in the in their in their back room staying to saying to each other, Wow, this is such big money. We gotta keep this going. We can't look we they probably know in the back of their minds, they can't keep it going like forever, like till, you know, twenty eighty. But they're gonna keep it going as long as they can to make as much money as they can. It's a cash cow. The vaccines are a cash cow. The tests are a cash cow and of course dumbass Americans think, Well, no, it's free. It's free, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's free. Big Farmers, not, no one's paying for it. The government's not paying for it. Big Farmers not making billions of dollars off it. Politicians aren't getting kickbacks. Doctors like Fauci aren't getting kickbacks. No, of course not. Not at all. All conspiracy. All conspiracy. So, yeah, of course, it's a big money game. And what's so interesting, as I like to talk about liberal hypocrisy on this show, as you know, as I've done since the inception of this show back in November of last year, Liberal hypocrisy is so amazing, the people, the same people and the progressives who could not stop screaming about how evil Big Pharma was through the 2016 campaign of Bernie Sanders, through the 2020 campaign of Bernie Sanders, all the Elizabeth Warren people couldn't stop talking about how evil Big Pharma was. Yet they're the ones now who keep us going. And that's why the title of the show is COVID Forever. Is it COVID Forever? In liberal-run cities, because if you go to Republican cities, if you go to conservative cities, there are no COVID testing sites like this. There are no, so they're not they're not they're not paying into Big Pharma, okay? They're not stuffing Big Pharma's pockets the way the liberals are, and supposedly it was the liberals and the progressives who were so anti-Big Pharma, and supposedly I was brainwashed into believing uh, through my 40s that the Republicans are the ones that before Big Pharma and we're making Big Pharma richer. Now there may have been some uh, truth to that, but not from what I've seen over the last two and a half years of COVID. It is the Republicans that are trying to get back to normal. It's the Republicans that are saying enough with the vaccines, enough with the testing, we have to get back to normal. This is not normal. And it's the liberal run cities like here, like Eric Adams run city and London Breed run city and Eric Garcetti run city and Lori Lightfoot run cities that are keeping this going and keeping stuffing big farmers' pockets with billions and billions of dollars with their constant vaccines, their new jabs, their giving jabs to infants, their COVID testing sites. They're constantly telling people to get vaccinated and tested, constantly vaccinated and tested. Don't stop getting vaccinated and tested. Because of course, the logic is the vaccines work. We wouldn't have to be doing all this and we're still doing it, proving the vaccines didn't work. If the masks worked, we wouldn't be doing this anymore. We're still doing it, which proves that masks didn't work. But they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that. So they keep on moving the goalpost and lying and saying, well, mass kind of worked a little bit. Don't be selfish. Um, well, the vaccines don't stop the spread, but they stop you from ending up six feet under, uh, only four feet under. Don't be selfish. You know, so it's it's the constant. We know the constant game. And the only reason for this game is to make big pharma richer, right? It's to make big pharma richer. So what Democrats are banking on is that the big pharma people will start stuffing their pockets, come campaign season, that they'll be able to take some of this money away from Republicans that may have been getting it in the past. So you can see, the same way you see the Big Pharma executives talking, you know, in those smoke-filled rooms, as we like to say, the Democrats are doing the same. This is this chance to wrangle all this money, this campaign money away from the Republicans and to Democrats. And Big Pharma now will know who was on their side for the last two and a half years, who gave them the most money. Who stuffed their pockets, who kept COVID going, who promoted vaccines and testing for years and years and years. So it's it, it's absolutely an eyesore to see these things, but w- worse than that, worse than it being an eyesore, it makes one feel sick. It makes one, even in the back of your mind, there's a a feeling of sickness in the air when you see these things all around, right? When you see these testing sites all around and people getting, you know, the swabs up their nose, there's a, there's a sense of sickness. It's, it's really like you're on in a hospital ward. That's the feeling you get. And that's the feeling they want. They want you to feel sick. They want you to think, Oh, I have the sniffles. I got to go run down to the corner to the COVID testing site. Instead of just doing what we did. Uh, Since the beginning of time, until 2020, until March of 2020, which is, if we weren't feeling well, we stood home. We stayed home if we weren't feeling well. We didn't go running to the doctor to get a test. We didn't go running to the street corner to get a test because that's abnormal. That's crazy, you see. So we didn't do that. And so if you think about it, it has the opposite effect. Because these people, instead of staying home, they should be staying home ordering Uber Eats or Postmates, eating chicken soup until they feel better, and if they have very few symptoms, they should do what they did in the past when they had very few symptoms, which is live their life normally. But if they were sick enough, you know, they had stuffy nose or couldn't breathe well or coughing, you stay home. Now these people are going out onto the streets, coughing, not feeling well. And maybe on their way to the testing site, maybe they grab a bite of tea. Maybe they go to the drugstore to pick something up. Maybe they go to the supermarket. And so maybe they're infecting other people because they have actual real symptoms, but who cares, right? Who cares about logic? Who cares about common sense? Who cares about all that stuff when you simply can stuff the pocket of big pharma? And so is COVID forever in liberal run cities? Well, what does forever mean? I mean, it could be a very long time. I don't, I don't see them talking about getting rid of these COVID testing sites. There's no end date on there. Is there an end date? That these sites will be up until so-and-so date? No, there's no end date. And because they keep the the uh, variants coming, whether they're real or not, or imagined, or the same thing over and over again, they'll never get rid of these things. They'll say, well, as long as they're variants, as long as COVID's around, we'll keep these COVID testing sites up forever. So is COVID forever? Maybe. Or a variant of this, or a variant of that, or monkeypox, or the next thing that come around the corner? But it seems as though this new normal that the Democrats have loved so much, this new world order, this great reset, whatever you want to call it, and they've used those terms. Those aren't conspiracy theory terms. Joe Biden has talked about well, great resets and new world orders, and Klaus Schwab and and uh, great reset. I mean, new normal. New normal was, was a, a very common phrase for the last two and a half years. So this is the kind of thing they want. They say this is the new normal, COVID testing sites in every corner, and maybe it'll be monkeypox testing sites next. Maybe it'll be something else after this. So the fact of the matter is, is, until this is gone, like if I was mayor, of course they wouldn't elect me mayor of New York City because I have too much common sense and don't have a D next to my name. But if I did, I would knock down all of these COVID testing sites. I'd get rid of them. I would trash every single one. I'd baseball bat every single one of these stupid tents, that they have up on the corners, and I'd say, now this is how we get our city right to normal. I would do it. I'd have a, a photo op. You know when they do the photo ops, the mayors do those photo ops. of like when they're digging, <clears throat> when they're building a new hospital or something, and they show them, you know, put in the, the – digging it up. Like they're, they're not actually doing anything, of course, because these people never do actual blue-collar jobs in their lives. They wouldn't get their hand dirty. But they have the shovel, and it looks like they're doing it. I would do one of those photo ops, but I'd actually baseball bat these things down. I would knock down every fucking one of these tents. Because it's actually disgusting to walk around the city and have to see this on every freaking street corner. Every street corner. And the crazy hypochondriacs who are going up. And they are nuts, these people, because no one's on their deathbed. I, I look at the people who are going up and they look absolutely fine. You would not be able to tell them from other people who are normal. You know, I mean, they're, they're normal mentally, I'm saying, because these people are so screwed up psychologically. But they, they're, they're fine. They look fine. They don't look like they can't breathe. They don't look like they can't walk. They don't look like they're about to drop in the street. And yet there they are getting, I. I they probably feel better than I do. <clears throat> and there they are getting their, their test. There they are getting that swab, their Klaus swab shoved up their nose. And so this is uh, an ongoing thing that we don't see stopping, and the facts, you can give them facts, you can give them numbers, you can give them evidence. You know, Ian Miller, who I like to quote many times on this show, who wrote the book Unmasked, which you can find on Amazon, and you should, where he compiles 18 months of data showing masks were totally useless, tweeted today, Singapore again. You know, Singapore, where they're keeping people in their apartments, the crazy Chinese government keeping people in their apartments. Singapore, again, has one of the world's highest current rates case rates, and they have 92% of their population fully vaccinated and 90 plus mask compliance. I mean, in Singapore, they've been wearing masks since before COVID. It might be 100% mask compliance. It's odd. This keeps happening, considering experts like Jerome Adams and that nutjob Peter Hotez told us vaccination rates and masking would control surges. Singapore. Singapore. So, in a in a in a place where they wore masks well before COVID, where their mask compliance during COVID is probably close to a close to 100 percent, that 90 percent keep getting spikes. Where over 90 percent of vaccinated keep getting spikes to the point where the government makes forces people back into their apartments. So obviously, mass and vaccines don't work. Okay, that would not be the case if mass and vaccines worked, right? I mean, that would not be the case. Singapore, right? If if mass and vaccines worked, okay. If crazy masking and, and crazy vaccinations worked, Singapore would be leading the world in being free of COVID, would they not? Wouldn't Singapore, of all places, be COVID zero and can show the world how much mass and vaccines work? But of course, it's just the opposite. Here they are in year three, going into three years of forcing people into their apartments, closing businesses, because they are nuts. They're fucking nuts. They're power hungry, and they love money. That's what the Chinese Communist Party is. Money, hungry, authoritarian lunatics. Okay, let's go to Let's go to a caller here. Let's go to Let's go to Daniel. Hello Daniel, you're on the show. Hey Mike. How's it going?
1: Okay. Hey, did you see the um, news um, with the excess death stats from Wales and the UK?
0: No, no. What was it?
1: Well, um, for 2021, possibly 2022, 2022 as well, I'd have to look back at that. Uh, the. Excess deaths beyond the uh, average, and I can't remember how long the average was for. They usually do it like, you know, over the previous five years. Um, But they are 15 percent above uh, excess, average excess deaths for a given year. And only two and a half percent of that is accounted for by COVID deaths. That's attributed to COVID, which is right now overestimate in the first place, as we both know. So they have at least a six-fold um, a greater excess death, and we all know what that's due to. It's due to suicides and drug overdoses and people missing cancer treatments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: And do they, do they mention that at all, or is that just something we have to figure out ourselves?
1: Um, I don't remember in in the Telegraph article whether they mentioned or whether they they postulated uh, any of the main reasons for this. Um, But it'd be worth reading it again to to get that, um, to to, to ascertain whether they did or not. Um, It really doesn't matter. Um, We all have a good idea, and we had a good idea from uh, March of 2020 (laughs) that this, this is exactly what would happen.
0: Yeah, we knew this is exactly what would happen. And yet, there's no there's no admitting to anything. And we can go through this a million times. They'll never admit they were wrong. They'll never admit they were wrong. They'll never say the words we were wrong. They'll never say the words the people who we called conspiracy theorists were right. And, you know, it's to it's the point where, you know, you know, did you hear that Alex Berenson was was allowed back on Twitter that they, he The court ruled they had to let him back on Twitter because all the stuff he was saying that they were calling conspiracy theorists about the shit vaccine turned out to be right, so they had to let him back on. So they let him back on because everything that he was saying was proven right, yet they'll never admit they were wrong, even though, of course, letting him back on, it proved they were wrong.
1: Yeah, and then they almost immediately banned uh, Woodhouse, who, who it was um, another outspoken uh, uh, person on Twitter that uh, tweets about uh, uh, COVID vaccine efficacy, et cetera. And yes. uh, and, and, and I saw a, a screenshot of her final tweet. I think it's Emma Woodhouse, uh, the final tweet. It's, it's just nothing but stats that are available through the government.
0: Well, nothing but stats that are available to the government that's right that's all and 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 it doesn't you know and Alex Berenson comes back on today and I love Alex and he says quite simply once again what he's been saying since day 1 it does not stop infection or transmission don't think of it as a vaccine think of it as best as a therapeutic with a limited window of efficacy and terrible side effects profile that must be dosed in advance of illness and we want to mandate it absolute insanity mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right. That's exactly what the vaccines are. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing the, the, the cognitive dissonance. I mean, I think if I'm trying to get into the mind of the average person who thinks this is all OK and all, all normal and all perfectly fine and wants to comply with everything and goes up to the sees nothing wrong with these COVID tents on every corner and actually goes testing their mind, the mind of those people, I think I, I've tried to understand them. I've tried to figure them out. And the only thing I can say is, yes, I brought up the hypochondria and, you know, when you have those mental illnesses, it, it's tough to think straight. But I think a lot of them simply think, simply think this is a, if I can say it right, go with the flow kind of thing, that that it was a supposedly a new thing, even though you and I know it wasn't a new thing, COVID, um, and the doctors have tried their best and they thought this would work. It's like it's like a doctor doing different tests to you, to f- trying to find out what's wrong. And if the first three or four tests don't find it, we don't call the doctors liars. We don't call them crazy. We don't call them stupid. We just say they're trying to do their job. And I think that's the mindset of a lot of these people: is that this is just a new thing that we have to deal with. And even though it's been three freaking years, that. It, you know, they'll 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 deal with it because it's it's kind of like a go with the flow kind of thing. Do you think I have that right? With yeah, uh, of- well,
1: y- yes, 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 and no. Um, but but it's a it's a what you're calling go with the flow um, sort of mindset, it, only because the the people that are going with the flow are extremely naive or willfully ignorant. And the reason I say that is because it's I mean, yes, you hear this frequently from from that side that are saying, oh, well, this was new and we're dealing with the best we can. No, it's not new. It happened in 1976 when they vaccinated one quarter of our population for almost no reason at all. Look it up. Look up the 1976 Asian flu. Look up the 2009 swine flu. Once again, it happened. What these people are ignorant of is recent history, and they're willfully ignorant of it because here we are 30 months later after this insanity, and they are too damn lazy to learn the most basics about the history of big pharma. Just when it comes to vaccines alone, Never mind when it comes to and, and that stuff with crappy phase three data, you know. Never mind the fact that there has been many drugs that have done tremendous harm when it's in phase four. That is when it's been released to the public and widely distributed. Vioxx being one recent one. Oh, jeez, that was horrendous. It's, so these people are they're willfully ignorant, incredibly naive. I mean, they are being led around because they follow.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is. A, a, it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's basically a we're just going to follow what we're being told kind of thing. We're just going to, you know, it's, it's it's they know everything. They're the doctors. They're the so-called experts. They're the politicians who were elected to deal with these things, and they 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 know best. And we just have to follow. And if we question them, we are crazy. We're we're conspiracy theorists. Um, you know, it, it's like those people who were on social media for the last two and a half years saying, "Well, are you a doctor?" are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? You know, and of course, my response. Well, when, I tell, these, when I tell them I am, it doesn't help one bit. <laughs> it doesn't help one bit when you tell them that there are you know 8 million doctors who agree with what we're saying. You, Jay Bhattacharya, Marty McCary, we Peter McCullough, we can go on and on and on. Top doctors in the world. But not just that. It's like it's so stupid because it's so hypocritical because they all have opinions on everything, right? People have opinions on war. Right. People will go out there and protest and put their, you know, the lie in the streets, the lie in the streets to protest what they call police brutality or war. Yet are those people policemen Are those people, law enforcement agents, uh, agents Are those people, military experts. So you can you can you can point out the hypocrisy of the liberal all, all day long and how, you know, every other issue. None of this stuff mattered, okay? With every other issue, you didn't have to be a so-called expert in the field to have a strong opinion on something or to be right about something, you know? Yeah. But with, th- with this, my- it's all, uh, you know, with, with this, it's simply cognitive dissonance of just the most incredible order I think I have ever seen in my life. I, I just, I don't think I've seen anything like it. I, I want to walk up to every person who I see going to these COVID testing booths. And and by the way, thank goodness I don't see these in San Francisco. Do you see these in San Francisco?
1: Um, only a few. And they're usually near Kaiser or Sutter, one of the, the hospitals here.
0: Right. Well, I think I think I don't want to give San Francisco any credit. I think the reason why they're not on the street corners in San Francisco is because there are no people on the streets of San Francisco. I mean, well, the are only no people-, people around the street are doing drugs on a, on a yeah. corner exactly we here in here in New York you definitely have more people you have more tourists you have people walking on the streets who aren't just drug dealers but so that that could be one reason why you know they're, yeah, yeah they're, you they're, know, there are
1: more there's an interesting phenomenon that, that I, I've observed for, for a very very long time I'm uh, an MD and a phd and my PhD is in physics I can talk to people about physics and they will openly and readily and within seconds usually tell you, I don't know anything about physics. I I, I can't understand anything that you're you're talking about. Immediately they will admit to that. But when it comes to medicine, everybody's got an opinion. It is, (laughs) it is the, I think it has to do with the cultural origins of medicine and the history of medicine. I mean, it started out as people that were basically witch doctors and it was only in the uh, early 20th century that hospitals went from being someplace that were places that people said went to die to someplace that people went to be cured of illnesses and be treated for illnesses. It, so we have a history of, 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 of medicine being rooted in, in irrational p- thinking. And, and so everyone thought they were an expert in it. And it's taken quite a while. Everything has a momentum. And this social phenomenon, I think, it, it has its own momentum. It's just t- taken despite the fact that medicine morphed during the, um, especially when antibiotics became available, morphed into more of a science. Despite that, this momentum persists where everyone seems to think they're an expert in everything from diet to exercise, to how to cure cancer. You know, it's, it's really, it's really remarkable.
0: You know, before Daniel, I'm going to get to Blatty's on the phone. I'll get to Blatty in a second. You'll be next. Uh, But um, I want to ask you one thing, Daniel, I did the show yesterday. What do you think about, because you're, you're in San Francisco. What do you think about Gavin Newsom putting out an ad on July 4th, telling the people in Florida, to come to California where we have real freedom. How do you even begin? How do you even begin to, to speak as something
1: like that? To I mean, if it wasn't for Gavin Newsom, like it. My father, yeah. if it wasn't for that son of a bitch, my father would be alive today. His lockdown killed my father. Where, where do I especially begin even talking about such something as, as a bizarre as, as that statement? I mean, Forget it, Mike. My, my head—it's going to take a lot of work for me to get into a place where I could even begin to you know, rationally start talking about that.
0: Well, it just—it take, just takes a lot of balls to do something like that, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't it take balls? It takes
1: hubris. It takes hubris beyond anything that I could possibly ever have imagined.
0: It is incredible. It really is, and unfortunately, uh, millions of Californians will go to the polls in November on November eighth and vote for him once again. And that's that's the that's the real sadness of California. It really is. Not if I can help it. I'm, I'm with you there. Let me let me go to Blatty. Thanks for calling in, Daniel. Yep. Thank you. Right. Okay. And we're going to we going to Blatty. All right, Blatty. I think you should be on the line. Let's see if I can do this right. Yo. Yes, Blatty. You there? Blatty, I think you have to unmute your mic. I see you're on, but I don't see your mic. Let's see if this will work. Blatty, are you there? I think I lost you there. Hold on a second. Let's see. We'll try this one more time. We'll try to get Blatty on. Let's see. Alright. Hopefully this will work. Alright. Blatty, are you there? Hello. Hello. How you doing, I see Mike? I you there How now. You you've, lit, you've lit
2: up. You're there. Okay. Uh, well, what can I tell you? In liberal-run cities, the COVID forever? Well, as far as the LA Unified School District, they lost a big one. I don't know if you heard that the judge just uh, didn't give them the right to to require the vaccine for for students. I don't know why I didn't say students under the 12th grade, but I guess they meant 12. As age, 12 years of age. We should have been all of them, including the children going into first year of kindergarten, of course, at five years of age. But any what, victory is more than welcome. So the thing about the Los Angeles oh. school district, oh, they okay. just lost okay. a big one. So they cannot okay. force anybody, including homeschoolers, to, to be asking for the vaccine just to enroll in school. So before Excellent. the before the good. judge that was seen as yeah that was seen deemed to be illegal wrong. They have no power whatsoever to be telling people in regards to their health. that is not what the school district is power to do in regards to education, yes, and that limited in a, to a certain extent, but in regards to the actual house of requiring vaccines, no. So I'm thankful that uh, the courts are here in California because this is a state matter. Uh, their eyes are opening up because uh, I don't know how it's going to be for this midterm. This guy is running again, uh, Gavin Newsom, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a lot of stupid Californians because you know, with the exception of me, well, since I'm a Republican, <laughs> but there's a lot of stupid Democrat Republican, uh, stupid De- Democrat uh, people, constituents that will vote that son of a bitch back into power. They're that stupid. I'm sorry to say, uh, they're turning California into California into Calizuela, the next okay. uh, USSR, the next uh, uh, the next Venezuela, the, ne- the yeah, next, the next uh, Cuba. The,
0: the California, 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 California. Yeah, we call it now. But With, uh, the thing, the thing is, Blatty, is that every time you see every time someone challenges one of Gavin Newsom's illegal mandates, um, or or mayor in California, you know, a liberal mayor, they lose. They, they always lose in court when this is challenged. The government always loses in court because what they're doing is illegal. Everything they're doing is against the Constitution, against the Constitution of the state, against the Constitution of the United States. So they always lose. That's why I tell people you have to sue their asses because when you sue their asses, they always lose. He's lost everything. Remember at the beginning with the churches when he wanted to lock the churches down, shut them down? He lost that also. He loses Amen. everything. Amen yeah. to that. You know, and, and that's what it comes down to, you know, and, uh, and like I said, the incredible hubris of this man to run an ad telling people in Florida to come to California. I mean, does, does he believe that? Does he believe people are actually? I mean, that, that, that is
2: actions. Believe it or not, Mike, that is actions of a desperate man, a desperate man that has lost more than four million, possibly five million people. That, of course, when leftists and socialists say they were one percenter, no, there's no four or five million one percenter. These are hard working, blue collared workers, people with some, prof- some with profession, others with vocations. They left with their families and they left to the red state because they got tired of the stupid policies here that are anti freedom, that are anti Constitution, mm-hmm. U.S. Constitution. And, and yeah. they basically abrogate, they basically break the rights of people all in the name of vac- you know, vaccines, whether you want it or not. I suffered that at the beginning of the year when I was let go by a, by a staffing personnel agency as we were working in the Universal Studios area. Mm. And uh, after seven months, I wasn't good enough for them because I refused. They told me in October, I said I wasn't going to do it, and they finally the first week, as soon as they they, um, they said that uh, COVID back then, what was it, uh, one from December, I forgot, it was one of the COVID, COVID. Um, as soon as that one came in, which was, I think, the third one. Um, Omicron. Omicron, Omicron yeah. thank you. As soon as Omicron came in, immediately my, my boss said, but my mom liked me so much that he said, just go get the shot, man. You'll be back in a month. But I was like, in my heart, I was like, screw that. You know what, Mike? Right now I have my friend. This is not no bullshit. God knows it's true. He's in the hospital, and he had too many strokes. There's a friend that had told, don't take the shot if you don't need to. Don't take it. Do everything in your power to fight that shit. And no, he had two mini strokes about two weeks ago, and he's right now again in the in the hospital. You know what would happen with that? His sister and I believe we're true believers that the COVID affected him. This is the result of that. The COVID vaccine, to be clear. And now, my friend, when I talk to him, I could start out a good conversation, and and thank God because the mini strokes, he wasn't left paralyzed on one side of his body. But but that's not the problem. The problem is his memory was affected. So he we could have a perfectly good conversation. And suddenly he'll be bringing people that are dead that, that he assumes are still around, like his mother. That breaks my heart, Mike. That breaks my heart. When I hear stories of other people that lost their loved one, this is my friend. I've known him over 35 years. Someone I care about. He's my bro. I won't be able, able to trust him or go out with him or, 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 or know that his sister's going to have to put his brand new Harley 883 motorcycle away. He's going to have to put that hog away. He just bought a brand new about two months ago, and he won't be able to write it. That breaks well, my heart right there.
0: Of course. It's, it's terrible. It is, it is it is heartbreaking. And all the heartbreaking stories, the, the thing that really bothers me is all these heartbreaking stories of people who could not visit their loved ones in a hospital or a nursing home for well over a year, well over a year to a year and a half um, because Gavin Newsom, because of Gavin Newsom's mandate, and this is and and, and it, it burns my ass that he right he, he puts together an ad saying we believe in in freedom here, we believe in choice here, we believe in love here. When people had to die on their own of a horrible disease in a hospital and could not be visited because of this guy's fucking anti-science voodoo medicine control freak fucking rules, it makes me sick to my stomach. That. That. it makes
2: me sick it really does you know lou engels from uh, i think he's from acquire the fire he's a, he's a brother in the lord he prayed over him when he was becoming mayor of san francisco that was many years ago as he was starting his political career you know what i asked god on those prayers to make to make him ride over his life and to hold him accountable this guy thinks this guy remember in 2008-2009 during proposition eight for the gay marriage he was the one that was lawless running around the state of california whether you like it or not that was his motto right. whether you like it or not we're going to shove gay marriage down your throat that was his motto. unfortunately gay marriage came around about two three years ago after that but the whole thing with his attitude has always been If they don't get their way they always try to circumvent the law what is he doing right now with with, with uh the abortion as soon as he heard the court, he was already putting trigger laws to keep abortion. Now we're going to have to vote against that because here in California. It's too blue and the blue is greater than, than the red here. If you look at if you look at, you know, everything from Southern California, if you look at everything from Orange or Orange County all the way to San Diego, it's red. It's not yeah, and, red. Like it should be. And, and, he,
0: and he puts together an ad in, in trying to get Floridians to come here. <laughs>
2: Floridians yeah, and, are not going to come here because a lot of Californians left to Florida because they were. Yeah, yeah, and Texas, and I, I don't blame and them.
0: Business. Not just people, yeah. but you, big businesses have moved to Texas from here. Big businesses.
2: Are, are we? Are we, are we are, and I don't blame Floridians. Where are they going to come back for a state hmm. income tax? For high gas prices? High inflation? Right. Wow, he's not yeah.
3: asking you people
2: anything. He's doing the same bullshit that, uh, sorry to cut you off, the same thing okay. that uh, former New York, uh, New York, New York, uh, Governor Cuomo, the failed one, the, the one that, the, 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 the sicko that got sued and he had to leave his job because he was going to be criminalized. Uh, Cuomo, what did he do? He was telling, uh, uh, people in Connecticut, former New Yorkers, telling him to come back. They weren't going to come back. You shut down business. You kill business. You kill people. Yeah,
0: and and that's just that. He thinks people from Florida want to move here when they're governor. You know, Ron DeSantis just signed into law, a law that said you have to allow relatives to visit people in hospitals. And he did that because these hospitals went rogue, a lot of them in Florida, and decided to do the same things that Gavin Newsom did, not allowing people to see their loved ones. And Ron DeSantis has now signed a law saying you can never do that again. A hospital and nursing home cannot ever deny, cannot ever deny the person the right to go see their loved ones when they're in a the hospital. This is true compassion. This is true love. This is true freedom. He, Gavin Newsom thinks people want to leave Florida for, he, for California. They want to leave that freedom for California. Who the hell is he kidding? Platy, I think I I lost you there. Okay, well, but like I said, this is a law that Gavin Newsom signed. uh, I'm sorry, that Ron DeSantis just signed a couple of days ago. And to think anyone would be against a law like this, which says that someone who's sick or dying in a hospital has the right to be seen, that you have the right to go see your loved one in a hospital, no matter what the situation is. Even if a governor, if one person, if one man or one woman or one they or one whatever says, no, we're in a state of emergency, that's not allowed. Bullshit. Freedom does not end. Freedom and love does not end because one person decides we're in a state of emergency. By the way, a state of emergency, this is also what Floridians might want to understand if you're in Florida. We're still under a state of emergency in California okay one of the few states and that's so Gavin Newsom can keep his control and lock down do whatever the fuck he wants to do to you anytime he deems necessary do you really want to leave florida for that do you want to leave florida to have it ha- where you're in a real in a real state of freedom a real state of the free state of florida is what people who live there call it do you want to leave that so you can come back to california so maybe if you have a business the governor the governor the hair gel king will tell you you must close it. The hair gel king at any time can tell you to put masks back on. The hair gel king can tell you any time that you need a vaccine in order to live your life. Is that what you want? Is that what you crave in Florida? Who is this slick playboy fooling? He ain't fooling me. And he ain't fooling many of you. And believe me, regardless of what happens in California in November, Regardless of what happens in California in November, there are many of us who know what Gavin Newton's all about, and he's created. He and Democrats and Joe Biden have created more and more Republicans. They're creating more and more Republicans on a daily basis. So there might not be enough Republicans created by November eighth in California to get rid of Gavin Newsom, but you damn well can sure bet that there'll be enough. Cal- there'll be enough Republicans created to elect a Republican governor four years from now, okay? In 2026, you can bet your ass there'll be enough Republicans created in California to elect a Republican governor. Just as there are more and more Republicans being created in New York, where there is a real possibility, a possibility that there'll be a Republican governor elected in November in New York state. Because Kathy Hochul, obviously, obviously, uh, is in a much, much more tenuous position than Gavin Newsom because she wasn't elected. The only reason she has a job is because her boss couldn't keep his dick in his pants. So people know that. So Lee Zelton does have a real shot, the Republican running. And Democrats continue on a daily basis to create more Republicans. We now see Florida has, I believe, 150,000 more Republicans registered than Democrats, the the most there have ever been the biggest gap there's ever been with the Republican having, Republicans having the lead by about 150,000. We've seen Nevada lose about 50,000 Democrats over the last several years. We've seen Pennsylvania lose uh, well over, what, 100, 200,000, even more, maybe even close to a half million um, Democrats over the last several years. So we're seeing it over and over and over again. We're seeing that Democrats are creating more Republicans on a daily basis. And uh, we're not going to go too much along with the show, but I will. Blatty, you want to come back on? Fine. You got this connected there. Let me, let me get you back on. Okay. Bladie, yes, I, I just
2: want to thank Democrats. Thank you, Democrats, because I saw your bullshit. I was challenged at church. I was challenged in Bible study. I was challenged in school. And I saw your leftism. And I knew you guys had left me. Just like Ronald Reagan said, I never left the Democrat Party. They left me. How did they leave me? With their socialist progressive leftist, leftist bullshit agenda. When my eyes opened back in, in, in 2001, 02, as I was working and going to school, my, I got challenged because I saw the nasty leftism. And I always questioned because I wasn't. I was a sweet, nice Latino, Hispanic uh, Democrat that always thought it was an evil white Republican, racist white man that was against the Hispanic. That's how I got time. Once my eyes opened, even though it took time, the first time I voted Republican was the, the second time for George Bush because I didn't vote the first time in that controversial uh, election between him and Al Gore. Al Gore was the last Democrat I ever voted and I regret it. And guess what? It just went smooth from there. It wasn't Some moments weren't easy. I had to, I had to undo the indoctrination. But a lot of logic, a lot of reasoning, a lot of going back and seeing for myself the bullshit. So I thank the Democrat Party, honestly, because they opened up their agenda so much and I saw their bullshit and I walked away. That's all I got to say. Have a great night, Mike. God bless you. You too. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. And that sentiment is uh, exactly
0: right for most people now. And it, people are coming to this realization at different points in their life. You did that 20 years ago. For me, it was, you know, my, my separation from the Democratic Party really started in 2015 with the Bernie Sanders campaign. I mean, that was really step one. This is kind of like – we call this 12-step program. Uh, but it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just one night. I was – one day I was a Democrat. The next day I wasn't. So I was a Republican or a Libertarian. But it was kind of that transition over the last six, seven years from establishment, you know, Clinton – God, Clinton Democrat to to uh, Sir Sanders progressive Democrat, and then of course COVID uh, totally you know uh, opened my eyes to not only the Democrats but the the progressives who are basically. In a lot of ways, the same as the Democrats. They like to pretend they're not. They like to pretend they're better than Democrats. But if you if you look at the, the, their policies during COVID, progressives are pretty much marching in total lockstep with Democrats. And, and we've seen this with Bernie Sanders. This is one of the complaints that even my progressive friends have about Bernie Sanders is that when push comes to shove, he's in the Democrats' corner. So uh, Biden's corner, whatever you might want to say. So. I think the only way you can really disconnect from Democrats is to become a Republican or a or a Libertarian at least. It really is. I think you have to really totally separate yourself. You can't play the game of oh I'm a I'm a progressive. I'm better than Democrats. I'm a better Democrat. You know I'm an A. i am an mean what, you, what AOC is that? Is that your leader? AOC. You know. So I think it really my mind really opened up. To the Democratic establishment during the Sanders campaigns and then during COVID to the to the left in general. And uh, I, just, just, this is hypocrisy it was so blatant. I mean, the hypocrisy was just so blatant and obvious. And the inability to believe what's right and do what's right simply because of whatever it may be, fear, hysteria, uh, submissiveness, whatever it may be. And I think all those things cover a lot, a lot of the COVID uh, compliance over the last two and a half years, Um, really opened my mind to, you know, how important I used to mock freedom, you know, as as a progressive, I used to mock people on the right who talked about freedom. I would always mock them, you know, that that song was, uh, I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. I'd always mock that song as being like, you know, so jingoistic and silly, um, and I don't anymore. Um, of course, that line—at least I know I'm free—isn't a real line. It doesn't. I mean, even he, I believe, would 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 agree that it's not true, right? Because we there's so many freedoms that have been taken away from us. That we've had to fight so hard to keep. So I'm not sure how free we are anymore here. We've had to really fight and claw for the last two and a half years to keep our freedoms, you know. And we still have to do it now, right? We start to do it now with with the with the Second Amendment and the and the gun stuff, and this this need for the the left, the Democrats, to take away our right to defend ourselves, not just our right to defend ourselves from a tyrannical government who might want to do what they do in China, like lock us in our apartments and there's nothing we can do about it, or defend ourselves from the crime in the blue cities that are going through the roof every day, more and more people being shot and killed, and uh, and their stupid red flag laws don't work, as we just saw, as we just saw in Chicago, outside of Chicago. The red flag laws did not work, did not flag this nutty bo- this nutty kid. They don't work, okay? The rules, the regulations, the laws don't work. All they do, because the criminals get around them, the criminals don't follow them, all they do is prevent the average citizen, the law-abiding citizen, from being able to to buy a gun to protect themselves from the criminals who don't follow those laws, who get around those laws. We can do a whole show on this, maybe tomorrow or the day after we will. I do want to mention, and I'll mention this on tomorrow's show and Friday's show, I am in, since I'm in New York, I have been invited by a really nice guy who does a really good talk show on WABC Radio, which is the number one uh, radio station here. And my heart will always be, it's a station I Worked on for six years in the nineties. WABC Radio, which is seventy-seven on your AM dial, and this will be Monday. Okay, it'll be Monday morning. Uh, Frank Marano, M-A-R-O-N-O, Marano, Morano, M A R O N O Morano, M O R A N O. He does a overnight show which runs from I believe one a.m. to five a.m. New York time, Eastern time, Monday through Friday. So I will be on his show in the 1 a.m. hour on Monday morning. So Sunday night, 10 p.m. Pacific. Remember that. Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, 10 p.m. Pacific, which will be Monday morning, 1 a.m. here in New York. I will be on the Frank Morano Show on 77 WABC. You can get that on the Internet. Obviously, if you're into New York, you can get it on the radio. But uh, if you're not in New York, you can simply get it on the Internet, 77 WABC New York. I will be on the Frank Morano show. So, and I'll mention this again tomorrow, and I'll mention it again on Friday, and we'll be talking about a lot of things. We'll be talking about the old radio days. We'll be talking about a lot of the subjects we talk about now. I'll be able to promote this podcast. So, hey, hey, big things are happening here in New York. Okay, so as we approach the. Where are we here? The Midnight Hour here on the East Coast. The Midnight Hour here in New York, 9 p.m. Pacific. Um, I I think we've done a a pretty good show today. And I definitely want to end on this note. People need to think for themselves. They really do. I mean, when it comes to, do you need a COVID test or uh, a a slimy politician runs some 30-second ad telling you one place has freedom and one place doesn't, you really need to look at it and say, maybe... It's often, whether it doth protest too much, right? Doth protest too much. Maybe the person who's doing the protest, maybe, maybe it's the opposite of what that slimy snake oil salesman says. Maybe it's just the opposite of what he says. Maybe he's trying to uh, compensate. <clears throat> compensate for uh, lacking in many areas of his life. And just think for yourselves. Think for yourselves. Pause and think. Do what, what am I, do I really need this test? What I'm hearing is this truth? Is there fiction to this? Let me go online and look this up. Let me look at the policies in Florida. Let me look at Ron DeSantis' policies. Well, I think we have a, well, if we have another caller, we might as well keep it going for a while. Okay. Let me see. I think this is Stefan. Let me see if I've got that right. Stefan, is that right? Hello, Stefan, are you there? Stefan, is that
3: right? That's correct. Okay. Um, So what do you want to discuss about the the whole COVID thing? I'm from Texas, and, uh, you know, I didn't see a whole lot of people die. Um, I know there there were people who died, but they were – they had other other issues at hand. So what's your take on that? I agree a hundred percent. Where in Texas are you calling from? What city? Uh, College Station, Houston. W- yeah.
0: Well, no, I, I, you, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, it's look, COVID was like any other illness, any other disease, the people who were hurt the most by it, the people who get the sickest people who die are often the elderly and the people with the most pre-existing conditions. And if you combine the elderly, well, elderly often are. They usually have the most pre-existing conditions because of their age. But if you combine those things of being, let's say, 80, 85, and obese, and having diabetes, uh, hypertension, high blood pressure, you probably had a pretty decent shot of getting very sick or dying. And But that's any disease. That's anything across the board, Stephen,
3: You know. However, I did contract uh, covid D. And um, I was the, – the thing that uh, made me distressed about the medical community was that um, I'm a healthy male, age 45, and I don't – I have high blood pressure, which is controlled by medicine. But other than that, I have no other co- comorbidities. And, um, I contracted COVID and there was no way, like, no, my primary, my primary care physician, nobody would see me. Like, nobody would see me when I had COVID. I had to go to an urgent care and lie. I, I went to an urgent care facility and lied that I did not have COVID and go into that facility and they did chest x-rays. They did, they did all the proper procedure. And finally, some old-ass doctor came in and was like, hey, look, you know, you're not dying from COVID. You're dying from – um, you have pneumonia brought on by COVID. And he prescribed me some antibiotics, but nobody would see me because they were so scared of COVID. Like that's, well, I'm glad you're still with us. So obviously, you got over this, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be calling my show. Right <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. With thanks, with thanks from that urgent care person that I lied to yeah. to get care. So they, that's, were playing these, they were even playing
0: these stupid games in Texas? I'm
3: surprised. It's infuriating. Like the whole medical complex is bizarre. Like they won't see you if you have COVID. Like they were, I, I checked in. I had COVID. And I knew, look, it's not just COVID, right? Like it's like the, the, um, there's impacts beyond COVID. Like you have COVID, great, whatever, but there's post COVID symptoms that they won't even treat you for, like pneumonia. Pneumonia is, is a post COVID symptom, right? And they won't even see you for that shit. And it pissed me off for the medical industry. They, there was nobody who would see me if I had COVID. So I had to lie and say, well, I don't know. I think I got the flu or whatever, you know, and finally I even heard the nurse, um, when I went in there and he was like, Oh, he's got fucking COVID after I uh, had my symptoms explained. And it was terrifying and it was fucking crazy that i couldn't get care because doctors right? are supposed to treat
0: whatever right doctors are that's there isn't that isn't that don't don't they take though doesn't that oath they take when you become a doctor isn't that a absolutely- oath? i believe it is what? where that you so but this is you see but this was all based on irrational fear right it was all based on irrational told so you know what we need now abbott and other, Abbott needs to get off his ass. I, I know he can't. Sorry, that's a bad Abbott's joke. The, the, <laughs> but you know what? To, then, he needs to figure it. He needs to figuratively get off his ass, and sign something into law, just the way Ron DeSantis just did, which said a doctor, a medical facility, cannot deny you treatment for any disease. I don't care if it's the fucking black plague. If they don't want to, they don't want to give you care. Get out of the business. That's the well,
3: next law. Now- that would be great, but in Texas, the governor is not the uh, – it's not like in Florida where the governor can just declare shit. The governor in Texas is just kind of a figurehead. It's the lieutenant governor and the attorney general who have the power in Texas. So it's not like uh, other states. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Right? The lieutenant governor has more power than the governor? This is new
0: to me. Absolutely, right. yes. Well – yeah, he, it, maybe that's why he's on Fox all the time. Isn't he on Fox all the time? Mm-hmm. All the time, he's constantly on Fox. So he needs to get ah. off his ass and do this. He needs to get I, off. I, who who Mike, needs to get off their me. ass? Needs to get off their ass and do this because this can never happen again. Period. It can't happen again. It can't
3: listen. Um, you know what? I was threatened with the job. Um, I don't know uh, how to say this. I'm i uh, I'm not really an anti vaxxer I've taken all my vaccines, but I don't take the COVID vax. I I didn't do that. I um, you know put my exemption in, and thank God my company didn't fire me because uh, I had a relig- a religious exemption. But uh, Jesus Christ, you, you, you should know. be happy, man. You should be happy
0: you didn't take a vaccine that does nothing to stop the spread. That doesn't work like Ooh. any other vaccine yeah. has ever worked. And that yeah. who knows what will happen. Years from now with that vaccine. Who knows what kind of side effect will happen years from now with those vaccines? Who knows? They don't care. Yeah. They don't care, man. Stefan, they don't care if 10 years from now, 10% or 15% of people get cancer, some kind of cancer. They don't care. It's big money, and they're going to make as much big money as they can while they can. That's all they care about. right? They didn't care about the thalidomide either. They don't care. Big Pharma doesn't oh. give a shit.
3: Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah you know. You're absolutely right, man. I mean, it's... It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, every
0: every day, most people I know who didn't get the vaccine, thank God they didn't get the vaccine. Every day they feel better about not getting the vaccine, you know? So, and I can only hope the people I know that got it don't get sick. You can only hope, right? That's all you can do. You can't take the vaccine out of people. So, yeah, that's I, it.
3: Uh, you're right, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else, Stephen, or anything um, else you I might? mean… If you got other people in queue, like uh, then we uh, <laughs> talk to them. But to well, all, I can
0: ask you, all I can ask you then is to you know, look on the uh, callin.com calendar, see when I'm on, and listen in to future shows, and we'll talk about different stuff, and you can always call up. I, it's nice having a listener from Texas. A lot of my listeners are from uh, California, so it's good to have a listener oh, really? from Texas. Yeah, definitely. Stefan, thanks for calling. Hey, I appreciate you. it. Thank you.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: All right. All right of course. I think... I think, uh, look, hey, you know, Blatty's very, Blatty, you're very talkative today, huh? Hold on a second. Blatty, you back?
2: Oh, you you? did I put myself up? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> did you have a final word to say? Did you have a final word uh, to say? No, no. It... Oh, you took <laughs> Sorry, you said it was a mistake Did you put yourself up. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, it was a good show today. We've gone almost an hour. Um, and, uh, did we answer the question? What was the first? Oh, the question was, is it COVID forever in liberal run cities? I think we have answered the question that it is, as long as the people who are in power now continue to run things, this can all change and the voters have the power to change it. So I can only hope that New Yorkers, maybe New Yorkers after what, five, six years of this will tire of of seeing COVID testing sites. On every corner, we'll tire of seeing people with swabs up their nose while they're eating at a at a, uh, at a five-star restaurant, you know, paying 70 bucks or 80 bucks for a steak. Maybe at some point, at some point, they'll be tired of it, and they'll realize that they have to kick these Democrats out of office, which, of course, is my tagline, isn't it? Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll be on again tomorrow night, okay? Probably around the same time, I hope, but look on the call-in calendar for Thursday, and you'll see when I'm on. I want to thank everyone for listening. It's been a great show, very spirited. Uh, this has been let Be Heard. I'm Micah Shopley, and remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Get rid of them. Vote them out now. Have a good one, and I'll see you tomorrow.